This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Jürgen, let's start with that Champions League draw yesterday. So how do you feel about that and, of course, your start defender being named Europeans' best player? Yeah, and best goalie. And... Um... We have another best goalie and we have number four in the list of the best players. It was Ali as well, number five, number six. So it was just a, um, the last, maybe, you know, um, moment where the boys got um, the, the credit and the benefit of what they, what they did last year. So I think it's well-deserved. I think um, Wirtz is in the moment, for sure, the world's best defender. I don't want to put a big backpack on his on his shoulders but um, I, I spoke about that he has space for improvements still but which is best news actually um, but anyway he's in a, he's a really really world class centre half um, so and the season was in the, in the Premier League um, the Champions League season was like this he was um, the outstanding player in it and so he won it well, really well deserved and um, for Ali the same I'm really happy um, was a big day for for the two boys and uh, for LFC as well because um, they said it and they know it and we know it. Without the boys, the other boys, they couldn't have done it. So really nice. And when Alison went up to pick his award, he didn't seem to be limping too badly. So I'm just wondering how his progression is going. How happy you've been with Adrian as well? Because he's made some important save despite the fact that the focus has been maybe elsewhere. No, no. But yeah, he made of course steps, but it's a, it's a, it was a, a proper injury. So um, that will still take time. So um, it's not. And, and how always with professional sportsmen, when you have a muscle thing and it takes long, then it takes as well a while until you can um, bring the muscle at least in the same, um, uh, on the same level than it was before. And the calf muscle is pretty important for jumping. And the goalie who quite important that he can jump from time to time so um, it will take time but thank God and hopefully it stays like this we have uh, a fit Adrian um, um, in the back end if you want now in charge so which is good he should so far I'm, I'm really happy with everything I saw oh he's a good guy which is important as well but mostly most important of course is that he uh, can catch balls and it's good as well um, no the solution we found for it is really good, but anyway, of course, it would be better if Ali could be around, but that will take still some time. Um, what about Burnley this weekend? Obviously, last season's game at Turf Moor resulted in an unfortunate injury to Joe Gomez. He's fit now. John Matip has played quite a lot alongside Virgil van Dijk. So how do you prepare for this game and what is the, the selection process that goes through your mind defensively? We need them all. We need them all 100%, and that's the, that's the first part, um, very first part of the season, the first f- four weeks roundabout, or at least four Premier League games. Um, and we had a busier schedule than other teams, but still not that busy during the week, so that all will come up afterwards. So, no reason for resting players in the moment. So, and that's about finding rhythm, finding. Um, the the mood again, like the, 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 that we do the right things in the right moment and stuff like that. So it's not a moment for a lot of changes. Um, but after 
that it, this international break that will change, of course, completely. But in a moment, um, defensive setup, whatever, how always, um, it's about who is in the best shape. And we had a full week to train. And um, when the boys show me that they are, we won the last game, and when they show me then that they are um, still in their best, in their best possible shape, yeah. Then they will only think about a couple of really um, small changes, but of course they are all around, and that's good. And um, but no decision is made for forever in football. And we make always decisions for one for one match, and then the next is waiting. Usually this time they all go all around all around the world. But um, after that, we need them all, and they know that, and that's why the mood in the dressing room is pretty good. When you say you need them all, what about Dejan Lovren? Because he's been linked with a move away. The European transfer window closes this weekend, which I guess... Monday. On Monday, I guess. It's a bank holiday again, I was in England. No. Yes, no, it's no problems. Um, is, is he, are you expecting to stay and in the bigger picture when Premier League revisit this? Is, is there a path to go down where they talk to Europe and you align this? So one, the first part of the question is a, is a transfer question, and we don't talk about transfers in this press conference. So, um, there's nothing to say about really. But when I say I need them, then I say I need them. That means that involves pretty much every, all the players. And last year we had four centre half. We had exactly the same centre half situation, and there was a game when we played. Even in Champions League, we played against Bayern at home with Fabinho as a centre half. Means three centre halves not available. So. Yeah, that's how it is, but um, nothing else to say about The second part was about the, the transfer window. Do the governing bodies have to get together and align it, in your opinion, to make it easier? Yeah, of course. I said that before. Uh, didn't change my mind in a week. So um, that's really, 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 really important. Um, just because you, um, we have... Uh, the transfer business is a European business, or it's a worldwide business, if you want. But we were all used to that, that Russia always closed a little bit later, or China closed later, if they closed, um, I'm not sure. Um, so there was always this kind of opportunity were still there. But that's different to England, is still, um, um, Italy is still open, Germany is still open, um, Spain is still open, and all this stuff. That's a massive difference. Because they are proper competitors in all, in all competitions, and so that's, of course, not, not how it should be. Um, uh, I think we're all set now that we don't like it. Pretty much, I, I heard it from nearly everybody. So that could, may, maybe it will happen. Then that would be cool. And just fine for me when you go to a place like Surf Moor, which is an old-fashioned stadium and the crowd on top of you, do you relish these challenges? Yeah, of course, it's great. It's great. Yeah, Turf Moor is really a tough place to go. Um, we had the all pretty much all weather circumstances. I think my very first game we were there. It was uh, one of the hottest day in England I ever experienced. Um, then we had to, we had wind, rain, everything. So and always it was in all the games it was difficult. It was always difficult. I think once we played there the first of this, uh, January. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, when Rocky scored in the last. That's how a year should start. Um, um, no, tough place. Um, and they do an incredible job. 
to be honest, that's how it is. I think probably everybody will write about it that we were not, um, didn't look like Sean Dyche and I, we are, uh, we are, that we are best friends after the last game. It was an intense game. Joe Gomez got injured. We had a couple of discussions, but we just both, both coaching staffs and, and myself and Joe as well um, are proper competitors. So. Uh, we don't hide our emotions, obviously, and um, that can help. But it was always, from my point of view, I think it was always completely respectful. So, um, because I respect them, I respect Sean a lot, what he's doing there to keep a team like Burnley really always on that level of motivation, determination, and, and, and desire, and all that stuff. That's so difficult, and they're doing that. And um, two years ago, they qualified for the European League, which it's a challenge for a club like Burnley then. Um, had to play all the qualifiers so the season started not that well. Otherwise, they would have been safe um, early February in the league. I'm um, 100% sure. So that only shows how, how good the job is they do there. And um, that makes life not, 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 not really easy when you go there. Um, the way they play is pretty clear. They don't change it a lot, but they do it that good that everybody struggles who goes there. can't remember any team who won there high. Uh, it's really rare. So City won last year with a, a, a pretty tight decision. Um, won the, the game. Of course, they had more, most of the ball, most of the time the ball. But that uh, is in football all about putting a ball in a net and not having it. And so, yeah, that's what we are prepared for. Um, it's not um, planning a holiday when you go to Burnley. It's really planning the hardest work you can imagine, and that's what we try to be ready for. You can ask. We have an official statement, I think, from the club about that. It's really, that's a situation, I would say it's really difficult because um, to speak about it as a not-native speaker, right, because I... It's, it's really important that each word, obviously, is the right one. What I can say, and I'm not native, obviously, and what I can say is, and Bobby is one of our young players, that we really care about our young players. Really, really care. And that's pretty much all I can say. Because I know that from the club, and I'm four years in, and I know that we are like this. So, not only with the young players, with all the players in football, sometimes contract things can then not be a massive problem because there are bigger problems in life but can be a problem because one wants to extend or not extend or whatever these situations you have constantly which you don't even get aware of it but that's a completely normal situation but with all generations with all age groups it's always the same and it's a normal thing but with young players we are especially sensitive on them and all the rest. If I now say something or more about it, then it's just um, that would just create headlines, which is not important in that case. It would, uh, nobody needs to read headlines. We have to, to do the right things. All the all the different parties, I would say, have to do the right things, and then everything will be fine. It's not about um, having any pregnant, what you know, um, any um, big lines from the manager. We, we are really we are in the situation, and um, that's all I can say about it. Anything else, Jim? Sure, yeah, just one more, because without creating those headlines, then privately, do you... Do you Privately? 
It's, of course, but when is the question? So, of course I spoke to Bobby. He, he had a pre-season with us. So, that's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, I know you've touched on Virgil van Dijk and you don't want to increase the sort of, as you say, the back that he carries, but like all the great players, and you'd certainly include him in that group, it's not just about the ability that he has. He also appears to have the ability to, to make other players better, to improve them. If you look, for example, uh, Joe Matic probably playing the best football of his career since he's come in, not just this season, but last season as well. And, and because he reads the game, it, it, it's one of the reasons why the full-backs are, are allowed you know, that much leeway to get to the top end of the pitch. And did you expect that from him when you were bringing him in? Not just leadership and quality, but this ability to, to improve other players. <coughs> the first and foremost, I really I love Virgil van Dijk and his skills and all the stuff. But um, if, when you speak like you spoke now, it sounds a little bit that the other players are only that good because Virgil van Dijk is on a pitch. No, that's I don't not. Mean that. I just mean he has that capacity to, to improve. That's what good players have. A lot of good players in a team make a good team. Well, that's how it is. Then, of course, the, the, the better the basis is, um, the better the development can be. So that's how it is, and that's what the team did together. Um, but of course, if you have a, a physically strong, very, very fast, um, technically good centre-half next to you, whoever plays there, is, that's a benefit of it. But most of the things we could say about Joe Gomez and Joel Matip and, Bert, and Dejan Lovren as well. So, strong, quick, technically good, all that stuff, and then it's just about yeah, increasing confidence and, and stuff like this, getting more and more used to different things and that kind of experience, what you make on the pitch together and alone, using that for the next situation you are in, maybe a similar situation, all that stuff, that's about football, yeah. I expected him to be uh, a world-class centre-half. Um, that's why we paid what we paid. So, I was not the only one who Expected that, um, obviously, um, in the in the club. That's why, yeah, we paid what we paid. It's 12 consecutive victories in the Premier League, which is Liverpool's best ever in the competition. It equals the best ever in the history. It's so important these days, like I can never remember, to keep on winning matches. <laughs> you know, at one time a draw away from home was was a point gained. It, at the moment, it isn't like that anymore. But the players. Don't buckle under the pressure, do they? They appear to, to sort of thrive on that. I mean, don't think about it. If you would, nobody would have told me now the full week that we had 12 games. I didn't. I don't think I would have known that we won 12 games in a row. I have no clue when we lost the last one. I have no clue we played 12 games ago. Whatever that way, we don't think like that. We are completely in 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 the, in the next game. Um, but I think. Uh, and what you all do as well is like you, you do like we all will play the season of last season and especially Man City will play the season and we should expect that probably. But we cannot judge our season, our situation because in, in comparison to the situation of Man City and stuff like this. That if we drop a point there, then it's done. Then we have real pressure. So it's still a football game. There are three possible scenarios. 
my, my favorite one is to win it. And you can get a point, and you, unfortunately, you can lose the game as well. So, and we have to at least. Yeah, what can I say? Expect it could happen, all three of them. So, but we have influence with our performance. So we think about the performance. What do we have to do? How do we have to face the opponent? You make an analyze of the other team, but you see them always playing against other teams. They're not against us. So what do we do special that they cannot be 100% prepared for what we are doing? And all these things, that's what we are in. And that's what, that's what our week is. And we don't count the points we, we collected in the last 12 games or think about the, the, the points we could um, get in the next 20 games. It's really about this one opponent. And this is the only time we always have. If you have three days or five or six, training-wise, it's a big difference. But focusing-wise, it's no difference because you have three days to focus on the next opponent. It's, of course, enough. I would expect us, if somebody tells us tomorrow you play them, we have enough time to focus on them. It's analyze-wise a bit difficult, but the focus, I would expect, on highest level. And that's exactly what we do now. And, and since Monday, we thought only about Burnley. And yesterday we got this little, well, somebody, when people told us who we play now in the Champions League, was a little more for a few moments was the, the thing we were talking about then close that book again and thought about Burnley. And that's exactly how, how, how we understand it. It's for us the only way to do it. Um, so that's how you keep things going by constantly being focused and concentrated on the next step. Otherwise, you will struggle. Just, um, how much did you, did you anticipate the way Arsenal played last week and, and prepared themselves to, to target? Before the game. Before the game, and how much are you expecting other teams to change the way they play? Because of that. Because of yeah. Oh. Expect them to be maybe Arsenal would play and the way that Arsenal regularly play, but they seem to change their tactics to play. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much that happens a lot. Uh, that happens a lot. That teams it makes our analyse tricky. I think when we have the, the two sessions where we really prepare the next opponent, I always mean what I say. So far. They did this and that, <laughs> um, and maybe they do it differently against us. So that's a kind of sign of respect, of course. It's not bad, but it makes it just analyze a bit more difficult. Arsenal, I said it after the game, we were, of course, surprised about the, the setup they had. I think we, I said, we, I think we saw seven games in the preseason, and they didn't play Rondo for one, uh, Diamond for one, uh, one time. And that was, of course, surprising that in the game. It was, um, the players adapted pretty well to it. But of course, it was in, in, in one case difficult, or specific part difficult, was um, the movements in the box. Because if you have constant these free crosses, human beings tend to not moving in the box because you wait for the cross. And if that's more fluent and you have to do more, and then the fullback is in a full sprint on a run, then it's clear that the, the, the box is as well pretty lively. And we had very often this static formation and made life then for Christensen especially and, and David Lewis too easy for the header and uh, not Christensen it was David, oh, he plays not together with Christensen anymore but Socrates and David Lewis um, to, 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 to win the headers second ball formation then for these situations were not exactly like it should have been but it became better and of course half time always helps uh, we could show then a little bit and um, that's uh, how, how it could work how we could make it a bit easier for us but it was a very difficult game because of the counter-attacking threat. What I was really happy with that uh, the chances Arsenal had in that game were, of course, counter, but individual situations. So Hendo 
and nine million times he hit that ball, and that was the moment he doesn't hit the ball, so that was a counter-attack, a big one. And the other one was when Adrian and Virch were not 100% sure who takes the ball. That was the second biggest big chance, and I think the other one was a shot from Pepe, um, which is good, but if other teams are not allowed to shoot anymore from wherever, then we have a real problem, and, and then we have to defend in a completely different way. So I was happy with that, um, but that's the things... Yeah, they happen. that happens from time to time. Um, but we will see what happens tomorrow. Burnley plays, I don't know how many years now, for, for two. We will see what they do tomorrow. Just a, a wider question on, on you, your younger players. You've been a big supporter of and promoting youth into your team. So when handling of youth players is brought into the opening question, how do you feel about that? It's obviously a smart question. You know, each answer would lead to the to the other to the other case, and that makes no sense. The uh, one, one general thing is, uh, and it had really nothing to do with the Bobby Duncan thing. Now, but I, that's what I say. All, say all the young players and all the. If I speak to parents, all the parents as well. A young player has all the benefits of. Had all the benefits. The only problem, the real problem, because he's skilled, that we've been talking about young skilled players which are around Liverpool, Man City, Man United, stuff like this, they're all skilled. Wow. Um, they're crazy. And then the thing is, the only the, the big problem they could have is they lose, if they lose patience. That's how it is, because life is like this. You cannot do the next, the first step before the next step, and, and you have to really make it step by step. That's how it is. If you are not Lionel Messi and with 17 years ready to play for Barcelona. I don't see that that often that you are that uh, players are ready for that. But it's possible, of course. It doesn't mean. But mostly, it's really about patience, and um, and patience in the right way, in a football way, not waiting for things. Being ready for make all for making all the steps you have to do, training hard, playing on the next level, adult level, all these things, doing what the coach is telling you, and we make sure that the coaches say tell the, tell you the right things, and um, so everything is fine. Then. So. That's the only thing. But I don't feel about it. It's they're all individuals. Young players are individuals, like old players are individuals. So how could I be? How could I have a, a general opinion about them? It's um, I treat them if I if I face them like individuals, and that's all. Mm-hmm. Well, on, on you spoke about Burnley's style and how sometimes in the game you get caught in emotion. How do you prepare and? combat teams who try to knock you up your stride physically? That's a completely normal situation. We are constantly prepared for it. We should be constantly prepared for it. That's a completely That's football. Physical challenges are football. We don't want to avoid physical challenges. It's not about that. In that moment, that day, we, we, I don't think we had any of these discussions in other games against Burnley, for example. And that day was raining pretty much and it's like uh, you cannot that's what I said you cannot judge a sliding tackle when you start going on the ground five meters before you hit the other player it's just everything can happen he makes another step or whatever a normal sliding tackle I was a defender so I love that it's a complete part of football and no problem with that it's a normal defending situation but that's what's special at that day but all the rest I have, we don't face now Burnley the this or that. We face Burnley, a really good football team who knows how to 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 to, to use their their skills and to, to maybe speak about a specific way of playing. I speak about how they play offensively. 
not how they how they defend or whatever. That's uh, that they're specifically hard or whatever. That's not the case. They are hard. We hopefully are hard. That's part of the game. Shakiri has been featured in the game so far. Um, how has he responded to that? And is there anything you need to see from him that you're not seeing currently? No. Brilliant. Shaq is training well. That's the situation. That's the first four weeks of the season. That's how it is. Um, that's that's probably the hardest period for, for, for players who are not. He had an injury came to Evian as well. Um, after injury, like Nabi did, Nabi got a re-injury. Thank God Shaq didn't get that. Um, that's, a, that's the only situation. In training, Shaq doesn't have to improve in any in any way if he can keep the level he he he's doing at the moment. And it, so it's not about that. Of course, he can improve. Everybody can improve, but it's not about that. He doesn't have to show anything special. Um, and we will need him. He knows that, 100%. Is he the happiest player in the squad at the moment? I don't think so. Can I see that on a pitch on the training pitch? No. He's in a good mood, and um, training hard, doing what he has to do, and um, is ready for the moment when he has to have the team on the pitch. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.